Welcome to the NCAST. This is Josh Heath recording on location. The on location versions of the NCAST will be a bit like the Galliard Rants episodes of Werewolf the Podcast in that I'm recording in suboptimal conditions, just kind of randomly talking about a particular topic. Uh, no intro or outro music is going to be here, um, just to warn you that that's what this type of recording is going to be. So I want to talk about Diva Small and the importance of Diva Small in Aberrant and Adventure, not as much in Aeon, but he may or may not still be present. The fear of Diva Small is certainly a theme that could be there in Aeon if you wanted to include it. Diva Small is easily one of my top three characters that I really enjoy in Aberrant. It's hard. There's so many characters that I like, and Teus is probably the highlight, but uh, there is so much to so much to talk about when it comes to Dr. Primorius or Diva Small or Michael Donegal, depending on what name he's using, depending on what era you're talking about the character. In Aberrant, Aberrant is the first book where we really get a full picture of Diva Small and what his story is and why it's important. Diva Small is effectively the leader of the Terrigen. He is, for lack of a better term, the Magneto of the Aberrant universe. He is believe, he believes full-heartedly that Novas are not human any longer, that they owe nothing to humanity, and that they should seek their own enlightenment. And his philosophy is Terras, the philosophy of Terras. And that philosophy is about a trinity of different ways of finding enlightenment. Um, monster, portent, and here's one of those Marvel monster important. My brain will eventually bring these things up quicker, I hope, eventually. Um, the idea that these are the three patterns of existence for Novas to begin searching enlightenment, that idea is the core of Divas Small's uh, manifesto, the ideas that he puts out into the world in the aberrant setting. He does the, in the original version at least, he does the uh, supervillain sort of ha-ha-ha, I'm taking over the airwaves and uh, uh, putting out the No Manifesto, um, which is the official word on Terrace and the call to Novas to push back against Project Utopia and the kind of negative background elements, the manipulations that uh, Aeon and Project Utopia and Max Mercer and so on are pushing on aberrants and novas within the world. In second edition, that's going to be a little bit different from what I understand, from what I've read from the early material, and that's totally okay, because in the newer version of Aberrant, there's less of a focus on things being dark for darkness' sake. It's more about an exploration of what it means to be a superhero in a world of sacrifice and hope, um, and the sense that there's a responsibility but there's also reality at the same time and how you balance those things. So, Diva Small and the Terrigen 
offer a very different sort of uh, atmosphere in a game that's less about, oh, Project Utopia is sterilizing us, which is what happened in first edition, and they're ultimately trying to destroy us or prevent us from having second generation. In this version, that's not true. Or at least it's not as true as it is in first edition. Um, the awesome thing with the continuum is you can pull in the hooks and the stories and some of the darkness as you desire or not, or play it a little bit more four-color four and go that route. So Divas Mall begins as Michael Donegal in Adventure. We're going to go back, we're going to do a general timeline of who he is and how his existence plays out in the Trinity Continuum. Michael Donegal is the second or third person, I think, Whitley Styles might be the second person that kind of hooked up with Max Mercer. They were all proto whatever it was that they became. Um, Michael Donegal, I would say, was a proto Nova. Um, Whitley Styles is a proto mesmerist or talent. Um, I believe he was a mesmerist, so that would make him a scion. And Max Mercer is a proto talent. Um, the flux users in the new Trinity Corps. Those three figures represented in that era the three different uh, main ways that uh, humanity would change itself, would evolve. Um, they would, you know, Michael Donegal's the Nova, Whitley Styles is the Scion, and Max Mercer is the Talent or uh, the Daredevil. I think was the original adventure term for them. And the cool thing with all of this is that Michael Donegal is an Irishman that, um, even in that era, was um, was fairly openly gay for that era, and it's a core part of his character without being an obsessively core element. It is not the driving force for him. He has um, a companion, a male companion, and that and has several male companions, unless. And here's where things get interesting. Unless Jeremiah Scripture, who is his, um, who is his husband, uh, the companion's the word that was used in the original setting. I don't know how that stands in the new edition, but they're certainly in a long-term relationship. Is he the same person that uh, Michael Donegal um, was in love with back in the adventure era? I think that's fairly unclear, it, and it may or may not be. They are considered long-term companions by the time the Aberrant Era occurs. And in Adventure, the Hammersmith Experiment is the moment that Flux enters their universe for the first time. And this is where I get into the weird, like, mixing first edition and second edition elements. But Michael Donegal is a... Uh, a scientist, a professor, he is the skeptic of the group. He's really skeptical of the mission of the Aeon Society. He doesn't quite understand what Max is trying to get out of the different things he's doing. And he's very... he's turned off from the colonial elements and the manhandling sort of elements, I guess is a good way of putting it, that who is Maxwell Mercer to determine what is best for humanity and the future. And eventually, he becomes Dr. Primorius, the um, enemy of the Aeon Society. 
and that's very four color, very popish, and you can play with and what that means as much as you would like. Um, you can make it very popish or you cannot, but it speaks to this idea that Diva Small or Michael Donegal have always been skeptical of humanity being in charge of the destiny of uh, of those who, in his view, are above humanity's kind of basic failings. That to me, like that sense of I'm slightly superior, that's the mutant super superiority element, the, the magneto elements, and you can dive into those more or not as much as you want. But I think the interesting thing in Aberrant, once you get to the Aberrant setting, Diva Small is very much a Jesus figure. In the original Terrigen book, there is a Last Supper where it is. the image is very clear that Diva Small is a Jesus figure to the Novas. He represents a sense of spiritual and physical enlightenment and freedom of the different oppressions that Novas are being faced with. And in the original Aberrant setting, there are a lot of those. Aberrants are being used effectively as slaves to fight proxy wars for humanity. That's not good. Even the Novas that do it don't really do it because they want to. They're doing it because they sort of have to. And Diva Small offers one really important thing beyond that in first edition. He offers the ability to turn taint, which was the corrupting element of using subquantum forces, he has, he has learned the ability to turn that taint into a form of chrysalis that allows Novas to evolve, to control their evolution. And it's that that is present in the second edition rules that we've been presented with now. And chrysalis no longer is going to be in that sub-sort of section of the Terrigen book. It's going to be something that possibly any Nova that has enough flux or transcendence is able to convert that and actualize their evolution a little bit more controlled, which is really... it's engaging, it's engaging to look at that and separate it slightly from the religious elements of the Terrigen, or to dive headlong into it and say, hey, if you as a character want to be able to do this actively, you're going to have to seek out a member of the Terrigen who include terrorists still in the second edition, who include these Nova supremacists, who also include these very spiritually open and helpful beings. And in Aeon, there is at least one planet that aberrants have gone to where they exist in harmony with humanity. And aberrants in the Aeon setting are kind of like the big bad enemy that everyone is terrified of, but not all of them. And I think that sense of, that sense of hope and linkage it speaks to some of the core elements that, that Divas Maul represents. He represents a sense of hope, a sense of religious of religiosity, uh, of one's own ability to become more enlightened, and I think that as an ideal is very, very interesting and a fun story to play into. Diva Small is also a bit of a light hand on leading the Terrigen in the first edition. There are several factions within the Terrigen, and he 
sort of lets them do what they're going to do, particularly when he drops into Chrysalis, and he's like, you know what, you're going to do your own thing, you have to find your own ways to enlightenment, and that doesn't necessarily seem to be healthy, because of the militancy within those Terrigen factions, and that seems to be, again, that seems to be slightly present in the second edition, but maybe not as strongly. The idea that the Terrigen are going to fall apart any moment isn't quite there. Um, Caroline Fong uh, is a member of the Terrigen who was captured in the original setting, and she's kind of the instructor of Chrysalis, and she's been stolen while in Chrysalis in the original uh, first edition Aberrant products. In second edition, she's not. She is still free. There is no active plan to bring her into the um, into the Bahrain facility, which is kind of like the Nova prison. So that's interesting. It allows some a, a bit of a lighter touch to engage with that. Maybe it not being quite as forbidden knowledge that you could actually go out and talk to the Terrigen, engage with them, and engage with Diva Small potentially. Uh, without it being a fist fight or a, oh no, we're hanging out with the enemy. Certainly, if you're playing a Project Utopia game, you're still engaging with Novas who are not, uh, you know, the party line so much, but at least they're not straight up the bad guy, the villains uh, anymore. And Michael Donegal, Diva Small, Dr. Primorius, is the linchpin through all of that. He is the center of this movement. And in the original Aberrant, it is hinted that he encouraged or was the cause of Enday, that maybe he helped recreate the Hammersmith uh, experiment in space, and that explosion of the Galatea was a way of releasing Z-waves or flux or whatever to cause the massive eruptions that happened after N-Day. Um, that's never set in stone. It's certainly not, from what I've seen yet about the second edition material, set in stone with those. But it makes him really central. And he is the central biggest villain in Aeon, in that the idea of Diva Small coming back could potentially destroy the world. But what if Diva Small's no longer there? What if he is left to his own universe, which is a potential concept that has been put out there? What would that mean for the aberrant world? Would it matter if he never comes back? His influence is still there. There's ultimately, in the first edition, um, Diva Small stands on the UN and says, we will leave you now, but eventually we will come back and destroy our parents. Um, but for now, we're going off into space. You know, that was a very super hero, um, and I love, as Steve Kenson put it in the recent Onyx Path cast, a bit of a queen moment from Diva Small. He is definitely uh, one for putting himself out there very, very strongly and, um, and not being afraid of who he is which is something that I really appreciate. So this has been an end-on-location report on Diva Small. I hope that you'd enjoyed it. And if you have any questions, you can reach out to us. Uh, we will be linking this through social media. You can make a comment on any of the posts that we make, or you can contact us on Twitter at, Werewolf, at Podcast Werewolf. Um, one of these days, I will get a 
set up specifically for the N podcast, but not today.